Welcome to Real World Theology Minisodes. On occasion, to cover some of the most important and most beloved or acclaimed films in history, we're going to record shorter episodes with just a few pointed questions in order to talk about movies that we love or, like I said, have cultural significance. On this particular Real World Minisode, we'll be talking about Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. It was directed by Richard Markand, written by Lawrence Kasdan and George Lucas, uh, with a story, of course, by George Lucas, and it stars Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, and Billy D. Williams. So I know you're all wondering who will be here to help me talk about this final edition of our Star Wars minisodes, and it's none other than Ryan Kildu. Who's that? Oh, you don't know Ryan Kildu? I know he's new to the show, but that's okay. I would submit that each of you out there in listener land have a Star Wars friend who knows more about Star Wars than any of your other friends, because we all have them. Well, Ryan knows more than your friend. So, Ryan, I'm really glad you could join us. Thanks for having me on the show, Fizz. <laughs> um, also, from Real World Theology, a man I'm still trying to turn to the dark side, Josh Crabb. Hey, everybody! <laughs> I'm never going to be able to do it when you're so enthusiastic. Yeah, it just sounds... <laughs> Come on, let let that anger flow through you, Josh. Uh... Oh, it's probably because even though we're, we're recording these out of order, so I know you haven't got to talk about some of the earlier films. I, that's when the anger flows through you, right? <laughs> I'm not angry enough yet. I can feel it swelling in you now. But I, did, I didn't have to talk about episode two, so the anger will be somewhat subdued. Subdued? That's good. Because, you know, anger leads to... Fear, fear leads to, I don't know. It doesn't matter because that none of that matters. Close enough. Uh, especially for this one. So uh, jumping right in to like our, our questions, Josh, what we want to talk about in this film is, uh, first off, one big idea that you take away from Return of the Jedi. Ooh, man. Well, the one, the one really big idea that I take away from the Return of the Jedi is uh, actually something that if you guys haven't got a chance to uh, read the the review that I do did for the, my Star Wars series on Return of the Jedi. Uh, shameless plug. Yeah, shameless plug. Uh, talking about, uh, so if you haven't read that yet, you should go read it because it's been up for a little while from when this episode airs. So it's, uh, it's a, a pretty great article. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I really like the ideas that it plays out. But the big idea that I really got from this is that Luke Skywalker essentially is changing how the Jedi and the Force operate in Return of the Jedi. Um, through a lot of the movies, uh, I've been told to limit my references to other movies. <laughs> so I will do that the best I can. So in other Star Wars movies, we learn a lot about how there's the dark side and there's the light side of the Force. And... We hear, you know, the light side is um, compassion, and but it's detached compassion, and it's uh, quietness and peace and stillness and all these other things. And the dark side is fear and aggression and anger and hatred and all these things, and it's the quick path to power. So, But in Return of the Jedi, Luke is uh, essentially become a Jedi at the end of Empire Strikes Back through his compassion and his sacrificial love for uh Luke for Han and Leia and all these other people in his life like even two stinking robots that he likes so much that he's willing to <laughs> essentially essentially go to Cloud City and almost be a sacrificial lamb for these people uh for his friends 
And so Return of the Jedi is really like Luke creating a new community and creating a new Jedi order that is not necessarily based on what in, you know, eventually we find out the years later chronologically uh, for when Luke is put out the prequels, like the, the Jedi order is very, you know, stoic and mm-hmm. they, uh, you know, separate themselves from compassion. They're not supposed to ever get married. They're not supposed to have feelings. They're not supposed to have love. And we see Darth Vader through, you know, basically this this love that he has for Padme turned to the dark side. But Luke is showing that his love for his own father is what turns his father back to the light. And so there's there's this compassion and this familial love that comes to a, to a head and comes to a pinnacle when he essentially is throws away his lightsaber and says i won't you know i won't join you and then his his father the good that's still in him leads him to sacrifice himself for his son and so there's this this amazing uh redoing and this this death and rebirth of darth vader but it's also the death of the jedi order because anakin was the you know you know, in the movies, he's the last of the, technically he's the last of the old Jedi order. Mm-hmm. There's a death and then a rebirth of the Jedi order under Luke, where it's, it's not necessarily this detached love, but it's a compassionate sacrificial. And I would say almost like Christ-like love for other people. That's different than what we saw and what we knew of the Jedi from before. So that's really kind of one of the major themes that I take out of the movie. And this is like a big heady theme, you know, it's not the theme. Mm-hmm. Like it's really cool to watch the Death Star explode again. <laughs> so, you know, it's, again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just never again. learn. <laughs> they, it, they never learn. And if, uh, if you guys are listening to this after the force awakens, maybe this will come true, but I'm pretty sure that there's another one in the new movie as well. So they're still not learning anything. So yeah, pre spoilers, pre spoilers. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, sorry. Yes, I'm, I'm, for anyone who's completely spoiler free, you can edit that out. So you can just bleep that whole <laughs> section. Just one big long bleep is all you need to do there. So and you. No, can... So, <laughs> well, I was gonna say. So Josh, would would you um, would you say that if Luke's version of Jedi dumb yes had existed when Anakin was in training? that there was a chance that he may have never turned to the dark side as it was his basically only, only outlet for passionate uh, feelings. Partially. Uh, I mean, I think that a little bit of that story suffers under just the quality of the prequels. Yeah. Um, you know, like, it's killed his size. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think to a certain extent, I, I think that there, there could have been maybe that played up a little bit more, um, I, I think that could have been the case there. There's actually a really great, um, if, if you guys haven't seen it before, there's a cartoon by one of the cartoonists for teen Titans. He had this little comic strip of, um, Luke with Darth Vader when he's dying on the second death star in return of the Jedi. And he says, tell your sister you were right. And then it goes back and it has this flashback to like, if, uh, Anakin had not killed Mace Windu and had killed the Emperor instead. Like, and then it shows him like raising Luke and Leia and like they're playing together and stuff like that. And it's just this really cool, touching cartoon of like possibly like an alternate history to what it would have been like if Anakin had just said no to the dark side of the Force mm-hmm. to save Padme and had believed. Well, if he had that option, right? Exactly. It, yeah, and essentially you can make the argument like did he even have that option? Like he didn't, he didn't see it that way. And he was being manipulated by the emperor anyways. So, um, you know, but there's, there's a possibility that there's this alternate reality, you know, that Anakin had, um, 
had basically been able to make that choice. But I think that, you know, under this idea that, uh, that Luke Skywalker essentially is still considered a Jedi, like Yoda calls him a Jedi in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> um, essentially, or like, no, he essentially is implying that he says like, you don't need any more training is what Yoda's saying. And I'm, I'm not going to do the Yoda voice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think that there's that possibility there that that yeah. could have happened. So, Kid, how do you feel about that? Well, I was going to say that, like, when your question, Fizz, that that the ironic thing is, I don't want to reference the sequels, but I have or prequels, but I have to. Yeah. Um, that. Oh, so good. The, it was Anakin's love for Padme because, I mean, being manipulated by Senator Palpatine or Chancellor Palpatine uh, when he was when he kind of reveals himself uh, in that horrible scene that oh you're the you're the Sith Lord. And, uh, but he's saying, you know, I, I have the power to, uh, save Padme from her, her death, that sort of thing. And, uh, so, you know, when that scene, when, when Mace Windu confronts, uh, Palpatine and with the Jedi and the big battle and all that stuff. And, uh, so yeah, in some ways it's, it's Anakin's love that I guess was, according to the Jedi order was repressed or mm-hmm. repressed those feelings that, that really kind of, in some ways, pushed him to the dark side, and or, or protecting Palpatine as for an empty, you know, an empty promise, like oh, I can save Padme, and of course, you know, Padme dies and stuff like that. But um, yeah. yeah, that was it's kind of interesting. Yeah. So, so moving on from there, Kyoto, like I said, I want I want you to make sure you have a chance to answer this question as well. Uh, what what would be one big thing? I'm assuming it's not the same thing as Josh. What would be one big thing you take away from this film? It's in that vein, um, not necessarily like the the new community, uh, the new way of uh, the new Jedi Order, so to speak. But yeah. I guess throughout, according to me, just just redemption, mm-hmm. uh, setting free from uh, you know the forces of evil. Uh, you know, at the beginning, Luke, Lando, Leia, Chewie, and the gang are you know trying to free Han from Jabba the Hutt, mm-hmm. and throughout the whole, pretty much the whole, uh, well, the first episodes four, five, and six, the rebels are struggling to redeem the galaxy from the evil empire, uh, restore freedom to the galaxy, and I guess from the return time of the Return of the Jedi to I guess uh, Revenge of the Sith, I guess it's been you know, 23 years time, uh, since kind of the, you know, Palpatine came into power and, uh, you know, and Anakin turned to the dark side, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But, and, and basically it's kind of what Josh was saying that, that in this, you know, coming from Empire Strikes Back and, and, uh, being more wiser of, uh, the world and that sort of thing, the dangers out there that now, you know, Luke has, visits Yoda and, and his goal now is to, you know, finally face his father and in an attempt to redeem him from the dark side and bring him to, uh, the light side of the force. Mm-hmm. And, um, like that scene where, where Luke gives himself, you know, turns himself in, uh, into on indoor. That's one of the most powerful scenes for me in the movie. Just, just his, his dialogue with his, you know, with Darth Vader mm-hmm. yeah. kind of, you know, it's it's kind of what you were saying, Josh. That that it, and almost it's it's kind of like Christ that he's he's winning by losing, or he's yeah, 
He's sure. not exerting his his power. He's not coming in with force. That he's just he's being meek and um, he's leading know, just, with love. He's leading with love. Yeah, and 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 in some ways, well, not in many ways, but he's trying to tell he's he's telling the truth to Vader. Like, you know, you're my father. You know, okay, your name is Anakin Skywalker. This is your true self, um, but you've only forgotten. And in a lot of ways, you know, Vader's not having it. And he's like, it's too late for me, son. Um, you don't know the power of the dark side of the Force. Uh, you will, uh, you know, become, uh, you know, the Emperor will become your master, that sort of thing. Mm. No, I really like that because I think both of you guys have hit on something really great. And it's that, it's this this shift that Luke brings. Um, and I think that's why, you know, like I said, we don't want to dwell on the prequels. But the difference I think that makes the you know uh, Star Wars or you know episodes four, five, and six, uh, A New Hope, Empire, and Jedi, uh, is because there is more humanity to the good guys. Um, I think in the in the in the prequels we have a Jedi Order that is noble because they are about justice, but it's stoic justice. It's it's it, it's it can't be perfect justice because it's justice without compassion, and and Luke when he's trained up and he's brought up not first in justice, but first in relationship, he's able to turn, uh, he's able to apply compassion and love to justice. And it becomes more of a true justice that we didn't get to see because I mean, all they, all they do is make calculated moves in the prequels. Like what should we do? This is yes. This is no, this is right. This is wrong. But in this one, Luke's saying, Right and wrong sometimes aren't as black and white as you'd think. And sometimes, you know, justice can look a lot different than these rules. And uh, I think that's a that's a beautiful transition, and that's a, a, something we can actually get behind. And I think it's, you know, one of the many reasons that we, uh, you know, we, we connect with these original films a little more than the prequels. That and what, Kilda, you're mentioning, this... this uh, this theme of redemption specifically in Jedi, you know, or it comes to fruition in Jedi. Yep. We get, because it, most people think the redemption of Vader, you know, yeah. but we also get the redemption of Luke because if you think of Star Wars as a tale about Luke and the Anakin's piece in the prequels is really just showing how that influences uh, what Luke could turn out to be. And you realize Luke turns from that and finally redeems like his lack, you know, running away from the training, um, so facing his father too early, um, overcoming the fear of having his friends killed. And then, um, uh, you see his, you see Han who started out, oh gosh, I, I was, so I was watching Return of the Jedi, uh, a little before this. And every time Han's saying something or doing something selfless, I see how far his character has come yeah. from the selfish, you know, mm -hmm. smuggler. Yeah. Uh, and it just makes me tear up. Basically, thinking about the this the trailer we've gotten for the Force Awakens yeah. when he's like, "It's true, it's all true," yeah. and I'm just like, "Oh, I mean, I'm oh, I just like that that conversion, that redemption that he's gone through." Uh, Lando, uh, Chewie, everyone's sacrificing themselves to save Han at the beginning. So there's tons of redemption mm -hmm. through this film. It's it's like every character has a redemption arc, and I think that's beautiful. Um, well, uh, those are really good, and I know we could talk about those a little longer, but I want to kind of keep us moving. So, uh, Josh, um, this is where we, we don't necessarily have to, like, really analyze the film, but from a personal standpoint, 
what has Return of the Jedi meant to you? Oh, man. You know, when I was growing up as a kid, just, you know, Return of the Jedi came out in 83, and I was born in 84. And so for me, um, Return of the Jedi was my favorite film when I was a kid uh, because it had super awesome Ewoks in it who were cool <laughs> when you're six and seven years old. Or and older. And it has all those awesome, <laughs> you know, spaceships. Like they took the X-Wing and the Y-Wing and were like, let's add the B-Wing and the A-Wing. Yeah. And when I was a kid, that was the coolest thing ever because I was like, man, I could be in Rogue Squadron, but I can ride in an A-Wing or an X-Wing or I could be a bomber <laughs> and be in the B-Wing or the Y-Wing. So Return of the Jedi was by far um, my favorite favorite of the films when I was a kid. When I got older, I started to appreciate, you know, more of the cinematic uh, you know, elements of Star Wars and and eventually, you know, The Empire Strikes Back became my favorite movie um, just because of how great it is and just how great the story is. Um, but it meant it meant so much to me as a kid. It was always like the culmination. Like whenever I was homesick from school, I would watch the trilogy. And so... You kept getting sick a lot. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, sorry, <laughs> mom and dad. That wasn't always truthful. Um... <laughs> But, you know, Return of the Jedi was the triumphant ending. Usually I was feeling a lot better by the end of the day. So Return <laughs> of the Jedi felt real great by the time it was done. So, you know, and um, that uh, it just Return of the Jedi always meant so much to me for those elements and some of the, the cool elements that Lucas was able to bring into the movie. And just it was even more imaginative um, for, and like somehow managed to be a bigger scale than the other movies. And so it just, it always, when I was a kid, it was super magical. And today it's still great. And with The Force Awakens coming out, Return of the Jedi just takes on a bit of a new meaning mm -hmm. with like another story happening after it. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And no. I, I love, I love singing the, I love singing the Ewok song at the end of the movie. So <laughs> wait, which version? The original one, the, yeah, original the original one before that's like on the VHS tapes, you know, mm -hmm. that's the only way I know, know them. Like I, yeah. I, I have the DVDs, like the digital remasters or whatever, and it has the new songs, but I like the old song. Oh yeah. I mean, I saw the, I saw the return of the Jedi so many times that it was so weird when they changed that. Song I know. It's like, it like, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> Why is it broken? <laughs> um, no, well, so I would, uh, I think that's great because I would probably agree with you. Like, well, I would, I would agree with your six-year-old self. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is still my favorite Star Wars film. Mm. Um, but I want to be very clear when I say it's still my favorite that I don't think it's like cinematically the best or even the story arcs the best. Sure. But it's the one that I enjoy watching the most because I love that feeling at the end. Yeah. I, I love. I love I love when good triumphs over evil for really great reasons. Yeah, you know, um, and, and I just I don't mind the Ewoks so much, but I completely completely admit that watching this film after having recently watched the prequels and <laughs> noticing how and uh, by the time this comes out, everyone will have heard uh, I, James Harlan was on the podcast recently and talked about his his theory with Star Wars about the kind of humor that's in it and how they're two very uh, uh, different kinds. There's kind of like the like the subtle, and then there's like the slapstick. And in the original trilogy, it's mostly subtle, 
like these kind of clever lines, but then in the in the the original George Lucas just goes like slapstick with characters stepping in poo or hitting their heads on things or yeah. making farting noises, uh, which is which is just completely different. And I admit, after after yeah, a heavy size. I admit after watching Return of the Jedi again, mostly it's because it's the special edition um, that we kind of have we're we're saddled with now. Yeah, that it I can see where the transition from from subtle humor to slapstick starts and it's, it's beginning a trajectory, but I don't think it goes too far. I don't mind the Ewoks. And like I said, for, if I were to sit down and put any of these movies in, I would always put return of the Jedi in. Mm. Um, so I completely feel you with that, but Kildo, I don't want to hold you off too long. No, that's fine. What, what, what does it mean to you personally? Uh, a lot really personally, (laughs) all the things, all the things. Um, my emotions. Yeah. Um, no, Return of the Jedi it has always been my favorite of the three Star Wars films. Uh, but I mean, I, I much, I much more prefer like the lightsaber battle in Empire Strikes Back because mm-hmm. it's just you know it's just all over the place. It's sure. just a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the Ewoks don't really bother me too much. I mean, as far as you know, they're you know, little bears running around with spears and stuff. But, like, in the battle, you know, it would be different if the battle, you know, none of the Ewoks got hurt, and, you know, that sort of thing. But but in, in, in the movie, you know, you know, Ewoks are getting shot. Mm-hmm. I, I remember one scene vividly where the stormtrooper is just, like, flinging an Ewok, like, across the forest. And I was like, oh, man, this is serious. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, you know, that kind of that, that scene where one gets, like, shot by the you know, ATST Walker and mm-hmm. you know, the other part, the other, uh, Ewok is alive or whatever. It's like, Oh, no, it's dead. But, um, but he personally, seems to say. yeah, he seems to say, <laughs> <Dip chow>. no, um, <laughs> no, but personally, as far as the, and this, nice. and this is also coming like back in my days when I was a young kid or actually in high school, I would come home from school. And if, if, if I wasn't playing with fizz or, or you know, whatever, which was very, Usual. Usual. Um, I would, if I didn't have any homework, I'd come home, like eat dinner, and I would watch all three movies back to back. You know, it'd be like to 1230, <laughs> and then I would go to sleep. And I, I did this quite often in high school because I was very popular. And uh, <laughs> it's, Is it cyclical at that point? Uh, like you come home, you watch Star Wars? It, it really was. And... I mean, for, for a time, it was just like, I love Star Wars. I'm just going to watch... Star Wars, so, um, but Return of the Jedi is Jedi has has meant a lot to me personally, as far as, it, and even when I was watching it as a kid, and now when I when I watch it, um, it's kind of that reminder that that no one's beyond. Well, I think has that has that theme of redemption, but no one is beyond salvation, I guess. <laughs> and I think a lot of back, I, I relate myself to Luke in a lot of ways. Uh, between like Luke and his relationship with Vader and his act- interactions with Vader and interactions with my own father. So it's going to get a little deep, uh, you know, and, and, and that Vader's redeemed at the end. And it's, it's not that my, my dad is a Sith Lord and responsible for the near extinction of the Jedi Knights, but that he could be, he could be possibly. Um, but it's, but I don't really know because in, in a lot of ways I, I don't, well, basically practically I don't have a relationship with my father and, and in in a lot of ways, uh, you know, my dad is is very much in 
the domain of darkness or the dark side. And, uh, you know, he's without hope and without God in this world. But, and for a long time when I was a kid, when I was watching Jedi, I was like, well, you know, I'm kind of like Luke. I don't, I don't really know my father. I, I didn't really interact with him that much. Um, but, but growing up and watching Jedi and kind of in back in my mind, I've always felt like, you know, one day I'm going to have to face this one day I'm going to have to, uh, you know, face my father and sort of like that. So it, it, in that respect, it's, it's, it's really meant a lot for me in the hope that, that that redemption story brings that, you know, Luke is confronting his father, uh, you know, and, and it's, and the way he does it, as you were kind of touching on Josh, that, um, you know, it's not with, with might, it's just kind of submissive. He turns himself in. He, it's that love for his father, that love for, uh, you know, kind of that relationship. And it's, I, I guess in many ways I, I kind of feel mixed about that, but, um, and it would be very easy to, to kind of give in to the dark side, to give in to anger, give mm-hmm. in to hate and just tell him, tell him off, tell him how I feel. But now that I, when I stop and think about it, basically, I just want to tell him that I forgive him, uh, for the, for the pain that, that he caused me and and my family. And I know I'm getting into a lot of stuff and I'll try to keep it, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, sit on the couch and just, this is why it's a personal question. It's very personal, um, as we can see. So, uh, but basically, yeah, I just want to tell him that I forgive him and then explain the truth of, of behind why I can forgive him that uh, it's basically the gospel that that through that only through Christ and his forgiveness that for the that he's given me for the pain that that I caused Christ the, the pain that uh in the ways that I've I've hurt him that that Christ has forgiven me and at the same time that that it's only through that that I can offer that forgiveness uh to my father and and I don't know I don't know exactly, <laughs> I don't know what the outcome of that be is, so it's kind of scary, but but, but just by watching this film, even when I was a kid, even now, just to see that, you know, the redemption that Vader had, despite of, of all the things that he did for... All the killed, all the killed, killed. You know, all the Jedi, Jedis and the little kids that he, you know, just killed, you know, the little Padawans and training and all that stuff, that uh, in the end, you know... It was like twenty three years time, I guess. I think, uh, based from when he, you know, when he turned, when the Empire became the Empire, and uh, kind of up to now in the Jedi. But even through that that period, um, that you know, it's it's still there was there was hope there. That was that small glimmer of hope, and and back to that scene where Luke is talking to his father when he gets, turns himself in. He's like, I can I can feel that conflict in you. And, and he's like, there's no conflict, and yeah. that sort of thing. But, but that's that's kind of how it's always hit me personally. It's it's been a lot to me, um, in many respects. Just kind of have that hope for hope for my dad that, mm-hmm. or just any relationship, really, any person that you really care about that might be, I don't know, wasting their life away with drugs or just, just anything, just any kind of interpersonal relationship where, yeah, uh, you know, 
you want them to see the light. You want them to come to the light. Um, they've been living in darkness, that sort of thing. So it, it gives a lot of hope um, through having love on that person, loving and compassion, yeah. responding in love to that, and to uh, you know let let God do His work, um, so to speak. Yeah. So what I what I um, what I really love about what you just shared, Kildare, is that oh gosh. You know, Star Wars, science fiction, all these things, like, we, we get told so often, especially when when you and I were younger, um, that, you know, oh, that's fun, that's nerdy stuff, that it's just dumb, or you're wasting your time. But the ability that film has to connect with each of us on a different level, I mean, I just had this conversation with, um, with a teen the other day about the Hunger Games and... Uh, you know, th- I was like, oh, well, it's like this, this, and this. And, like, almost every person in the room was like, oh, yeah. And this one person was like, you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of, like, this situation I have in my, my family. And it just it reminds us how story can connect to us personally. Even if it's silly, even if it's about a galaxy far, far away, even if it's about lightsabers and blasters and stormtroopers, like, there's a way for us to connect with story and story to connect with us. And um, us to take things from it. And it to change us and make us think and apply it to the beliefs that we have and encourage us. Um, hopefully not discourage us too much, but if you watch Empire enough, that'll happen. You know. And so I, I, I love the fact that, that this really is personal. And it's personal for all of us, but it's personal in a different way because that's the power story has. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if we can do this in 30 seconds, we can jump real quick. Josh, favorite moment, Return of the Jedi. Oh man, my favorite moment of that movie, uh, from a a personal fun moment, is I love when Billy D. Williams comes flying out of that Death Star and All screams right. <laughs> at the top of his lungs. That's right. And you know, Nyan Nub is like, yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, I just I, I love that image and I just love that scene. And yep. it's definitely kind of a recall to Star Wars. You know, when Han does the same sort of like. Yee-hoo. Yee-hoo is like, Yee-hoo! and Star Wars. <laughs> I, I love that. From a fun standpoint, I could be a lot more serious about some other stuff, but I love, I just love that, like, five seconds. Nope, totally agree. Kildu, favorite moment? Oh, there's so many. But I'd probably have to say the uh, the, the speeder bike chase um, through the through Endor, and then, you know, you know, Luke's riding in the back with, like, Leia, and they're chasing down the stormtroopers, and, uh, you know, when... You know when the when the bikes get hooked together and they're about to run into the tree. You know Luke jumps off and he just as soon as like he gets off, you know he falls in the forest. He blazes his lightsaber. I'm like, oh crap! <laughs> and he turns around and just you know deflects those two shots and then like hacks the the tail end there, the front off of it. That's probably my that's one of my favorite moments. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, Josh stole mine. No, I, I ever since when I was a kid, like. That, that explosion coming out and the Millennium Falcon just flying right out of the explosion. Uh, and that just like victory cry from uh, Lando. It just every time, every time, I just loved it. So, Ooh, but. You describing it gives me goosebumps. I, right, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I hate, I hate to do it, but we are all out of time for this mini-sode. Uh, but we'll make sure you can follow our guests on, on the internet and anywhere else that they, uh, they can continue conversations with you about uh, this film and more. So check Real World Theology for the show notes. Uh, Thanks for listening, and until next time, remember that story is powerful and entertainment is not mindless. Bye-bye.
Oh, sí, sí.